Terrible news, everyone. The intendant's been arrested for causing unspecified commotion and fuss. But if you subscribe to the Patreon, like Scribbles and Carlo, we can maybe get him out. Have a probably bad day. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which I hear is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper, can confirm. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Every final dungeon is actually a Weatherspoons. So for those of you who don't know who Weatherspoons... What who Weatherspoons are... For those of you who <laughs> never met Mr. Weatherspoons, the Weatherspoons man... Uh, for those of you who don't know what Weatherspoons is... Weatherspoons is a somewhat crappy brand of British pubs... Which sell cheap food and Brexit. It's, it's the one you go to when you can't afford to go to a better pub. And also Mr. Weatherspoon... Whose name I don't actually remember. I, I feel like it was Tim something... Maybe it was Tabletop Tim, who knows? Um, uh, enjoy this law dump. <laughs> funneled a bunch of money into the Brexit campaign and then complained that he couldn't get cheap European workers. Hmm. So fuck Mr. Weatherspoons. Yeah. Um, so now so he's the done... final boss, presumably. Yeah. Like, I imagine what it is is that Weatherspoons. Um, uh, Tim Weatherspoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Weatherspoons has like awarded off all the fantasy creatures um, and now has no monsters in the dungeon so you just walk in and steal all their treasure. And you need to campaign to get the monsters back. Uh, also they have replaced champagne with British sparkling wine. Just unrelated. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going through the thing, and yeah. Uh, Are you just re- reading about Mr. Weatherspoons, though? Yeah, Weatherspoons will only do British things, um, <laughs> apparently, to the extent of refusing to sell champagne. That's amazing. Our local one got shut down, and then the staff bought it, and now it's a better pub with the same prices. It's great. <laughs> I hope you all enjoy this roast of Weatherspoons, which I'm pretty sure is the stated goal of our podcast, Um, is to to roast Tim Martin, chairman of Weatherspoons. No, Tim Weatherspoons. Tim Weatherspoons. We're we're legally changing it with Patreon money. (laughs) If you give us 10,000, we will buy Weatherspoons. And frankly, by the time that happens, it probably will be worth about 10,000 quid. Um. But yeah, so I like the idea, because you said about it, like, frightening off the various dungeon monsters. I quite like this because it is the kind of Walmart Amazon model a little bit of, like, (laughs) out-competing the neighbouring things. Like, Weatherspoons is an invasive species. Yeah. So I like the idea that Weatherspoons is some sort of, like, Brexit dragon that has laid waste to the... (laughs) The wildlife Re- of the Brexit area. Brexit Dragon is now the big bat in every campaign I ever <laughs> run. But Brexit. yeah, the, the Brexit Dragon has laid waste to the local ecosystem. So you have to s- go through the 
dungeon which is inexplicably carpeted in the same way as your grandparents' house. Mm. Um, and housed in what was once a building that could have been listed but instead became a dungeon. Mm. I'm not angry at weather spoon at all. <laughs> <laughs> you go through it and you defeat the Brexit dragon. And restore harmony to the lands. Restore harmony and bread. If... Does does Weatherspoons not have bread? Why bread? Um, bread? Britain doesn't have bread at the moment. Thanks oh, to the Brexit dragon. I, I didn't know this. Uh, yeah, um, bread, bread's running out. I'm one of those terrible people who makes their own bread, but it's mostly because supermarket bread is really bad for IBS. Yeah. Well, you've learned something new today. Everything's fucked. See my other podcast, I guess. <laughs> but yes, how does one defeat the Brexit dragon? Uh, leaflet campaign. Yeah. Also, it's 2023, we're being so topical. <laughs> I mean, Brexit's still fucking happening. <laughs> I'll stop making jokes about her when it stops ruining my life. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so what else has Weatherspoons done besides being run by the Brexit dragon? Mostly just show up and there's drunk people there. Yeah, like, that's the case for most pubs. But, but like, I feel it's... like it is worse than Weatherspoons because it's so cheap. I think it's because it's always the same drunk person, but just copied and pasted several hundred times. Like, it's always the same guy in, like, balding guy in his 40s who's yelling about uh, British values or something. And football, just... give him his due. Sometimes it's about football. Football are British values and they're cloned in the basement and these are the enemies you have to fight uh, when you enter the Weatherspoons. That's for, like, mobs. Yeah. Never has the word been more appropriate. Mm. I cast, I cast summon weird guy. Which I guess is what summon monster is, technically. Is it just weird guys? Yeah. Like, it's just summoning progressively weirder guys. I like the idea that you can maybe harness the power of some of the weird guys in Weatherspoons. Yeah. Because some of them are just students who have nowhere else they can afford to get pissed. Yeah. You, um... to, you play a party of just incredibly weird students taking on the incredibly weird middle-aged people. Yeah, it's just... In order to defeat Tim, the Brexit dragon. It's weird guys versus weird guys. Who will win? It's weird guys all the way down. That that's how you ask when you go further into the dungeon. <laughs> I mean, a disproportionate number of Weatherspoons I've been in have had toilets downstairs from mm. the rest of the pub. So maybe that's the dungeon part. Yeah, you have to put so the dungeon part is you go to the bathroom and then Tim the Brexit dragon is going to the bathroom at the same time. You have to use the bathroom while avoiding making eye contact and then beat him up once you both leave. But if you time it right, you can get assistance from the drunk bathroom girls. Yeah. I think, yeah, you All have to... All of whom are capable of casting bardic inspiration. <laughs> whether, they, whether they intend to or not. It just happens. <laughs> like, we're sort of... I think we're sort of getting onto, like, some kind of, like, party-building game where you have to go through Weatherspoons to find the people who you can recruit to fight the Brexit dragon. Yeah, this is, like... The most British take on a JRPG. Yeah, a BRPG. 
<laughs> BRPG. British role playing game. You've got tea <laughs> and a monarchy for some reason. <laughs> to be fair, most D and D games contain a monarchy. Yeah, but like usually a fictional one. This one, you're being just directly sent by fucking King Charles himself. <laughs> he has ordered you to beat up everyone in Weatherspoons. He's done it for classist reasons, but also the dragon is there. Mm. Like, the king could just call me up and go, I demand you beat up everyone in Weatherspoons, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's how British law works. I don't know enough to refute this. Yeah, like, that that's how the law works. Legal experts let us know, can the king draft pencil? Yeah. Not people in general, me specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been recruited by the king to beat up poor people. And presumably, as a way of, like, getting around this, you're attacking Weatherspoons. This yeah, is... I don't know, because, like, yeah, it it looks to the king like you're going in to go and do a classism, but once you get in there, you recruit everyone against the dragon. Possibly also against the king, that's that's down hmm. to you. Like, I think, like, what we're getting here is this kind of political satire that sort of got so weirdly metaphorical and also very literal that it's simultaneously very incomprehensible and very on the nose. Like most political satire in TTRPGs. Yeah, like, you know, the Brexit dragon, but also there's actually King Charles there kicking a puppy. But the Brexit dragon's called Tim, so at least at the level of a political cartoon. Yes, that is true. Uh, I feel we... like this is the game, this is the TTRPG that Private Eye would release. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, Private Eye, um... Right. Yeah. Um, so moving on from discussing bits of British culture, we should possibly ask a question before the monarchs come after us. Last time on Tales of Morterra. Awesome. 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 We can't light tread upon <laughs> our prey we steal. The sorcerers go to try and earn surf on the horse. Get, get dead? Yeah. You want to kill me? I'm a wizard. I've always got plans. Tales of Orterra, an actual play podcast. Available wherever you're listening to this right now. Uh, mostly Scrutable says, I'm tired of high-stakes adventures. What are the smallest, most petty stakes I can send a group of overpowered magical badasses to take care of? Have you considered going to Weatherspoons? Just on a normal night out. Yeah, you just want to go get a drink. Have you considered... The toddlers don't want to take a nap. Hmm. I cast sleep. Or I cast fireball. Like, I think we've talked about D&D monsters as babysitters before, but not D&D characters. Yeah, like, I think... Because I wouldn't want a cleric, because they just, you know, indoctrinate my kids. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want a warlock, because my kids would sell their soul to Satan. Oh, 100%. And I wouldn't want a barbarian because my kids would be in orbit. Um, <laughs> like, I think... Hmm. I mean, a, a wizard could, like... Or, may, or a druid could just, like, entertain them until they get tired. They could, but I feel all wizards are, like, weird, scrawny little nerds who don't know what a child is. Like, so they never... Druids. 
Yeah, because wizards... They're like wizards, but they touch grass. Yeah, wizards never encountered any children when they were children, and they haven't encountered any children since. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas a druid is like, you know, they can teach your child about nature, and they can turn into a dog. Um, And if your child misbehaves, they can hit them with a tree. Uh, I I feel like you could entertain a toddler for hours with the spell druidcraft. Yeah. It's like, I made a flower. I made another flower. Two hours later, I made another flower. <laughs> the kids just sat there in like an ever-growing pile of flowers having a great time. Hmm. Like, I think sorcerers are like, you know, coin toss. Like, they're either going to be very cool or they're going to just put your child in a magic box and then go get drunk in a web spoons. Um... Fighters could be okay, because yeah. they're, they're the most just, like, just a strong dude class. Yeah, like, a fighter's just a guy. A rogue's just a guy that they will steal your children. Well, the the rogue will be a great babysitter, ex- except instead of being paid, they do just take your valuables. Mm. They get to decide their own wages. Um... By taking it directly out of your wallet while you're talking. Yeah. Um, Bard obviously would be pretty good. Like, CBeebies is just Bards who entertain children. CBeebies is just Bards. It's a very British specific episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, for those of you who aren't British, you're probably very confused. Um, Bards are characters from a D&D cam- uh, game. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that one. <laughs> like other low stakes uh, adventures. So you know how characters start off like, you know, oh, I need you to kill five rats in the basement. Mm-hmm. They just keep killing rats. Uh, and then they level up to 20 from like the 10 XP they get for each rat. And they just keep killing them. Because there's a lot of rats around, you know, they're common animals. So we've just got this guy who's got to, like, city-leveling magic powers by just killing rats over and over and over and over and over. Unfortunately, he's not really competent at doing anything else at this point because the muscle memory is just flat. Yeah. Flat. <laughs> like, a dragon shows up, he's like, I can take you and then just wax it with a newspaper and dies. Except he's thwacked so many rats that he can actually splat dragons with a newspaper. Yeah, he's thwacked so many rats he can be burst into flames without dying. That's how that works. <laughs> it kind of is how it works. In yeah, D&D is great. I can just punch <laughs> random animals until I learn how to shoot fireballs. I love games. Yeah. RPGs are good. I feel we've not made this clear enough. Um, other low stakes adventures. Uh, cooking uh, adventure. You have to just make a souffle. You know, walking simulators. <laughs> I, I like. I do love the idea of a D and D walking simulator where every time you kill an orc, you get um a twenty minutes talk about life. Oh, there's no, there's no fighting. This is a walking sim. Oh yeah. You just it's... wander through the town, occasionally getting lore drops, and then you leave. Mm. 
Like, have you ever been a GM who's like annoyed that players keep doing things rather than listening to your law drops? Then have I got an idea for you? Like, the ultimate goal of all campaigns is to remove the player from the system. That's probably not good advice now I think about it. On this show? On this, on this podcast, definitely good RPG ideas you should use immediately. <laughs> yeah, alternate thing is like, the world is ending but just a little bit. I need to elaborate on that, don't I? A little bit, yeah. Uh, so, like, there's an asteroid about to hit the world, mm-hmm. but, like, no, you know, it's all fine, basically. Like, because in D&D, there is, like, you know, a confirmed afterlife, and it's an afterlife you can go... I mean, go... several. Yeah, and it's an afterlife you go to and back from. So, like, there's an asteroid about to hit the Earth, and I was like, eh, you know, worst comes to worst, I wake up on Mount Celestia, it's fine. We could all come back as zombies if we wanted to. Like, that guy could just cast Resurrection. I actually really like that idea. There's an apocalypse happening. Everyone's like, yeah, so luckily we live in a world where death has no meaning. So. I love it. Instead of, like, laissez-faire, it's laissez-more. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll die. We'll come back. It's fine. Yeah, like, the, the players are like, we need to save the world. And they're like, it's, you know, it's, it's really not that big a problem. That guy's died, like, eight times already. I I love the idea of a game in which the stakes are actually the same as usual. It's just that no one cares. Yeah. Like, Resurrection's like a fifth level spell. It's it's, it's fine. You just need to splat enough rats. Yeah. The world is ending and everyone is frantically hitting rats to level up enough to cast Resurrection. The town gets together... And decides that whoever managed managed to splat the most rats will be sacrificed by whoever managed to splat the second most rats mm. in order to get the XP quicker. It's like bioaccumulation. I also do but like, like the I- XP. Yeah, I also do like the idea of two parties who are like where the party members level up by just killing each other and then resurrecting each other. Because again, it's fine. Death has no meaning. We have. Like, I just, the fact that, like, it's so easy to not be dead anymore is something that's very often overlooked. It really is. But yeah, so there we go. Low stakes, it's the end of the world, but, you know, worst comes to worst, we just die. And on that note, um, speaking of death... Uh, Anon says, what are some minor curses I can ruin my player's day with? As previously established, death. Yeah, you know, mildly inconvenienced them for a couple of hours while someone cast Resurrection. Um, So minor curses. Curse of no. Just every so often when the player says, can I do X? Just no, you can't. See, because of who I am as a person... My mind immediately went to, like, Roman curse tablets. Mm. It's just demon character. Where it's just stuff like, may this person have their clothes stolen while they're in the baths. It's like, I love stuff like that. It's just, I want this person to be mildly inconvenienced. I'm going to ask the gods to do it. 
I really like this in a kind of a Ravenloft setting where you have dramatic curses by the cosmos, and it's just the dark powers of Ravenloft come down like you're going to lose your shoes one morning and then fade <laughs> away into mist. And lo, did Asmodeus, Lord of Hell, appear before him and say, your cake will be a little bit raw in the middle. You just, you're just baking and then you go to the kitchen as Modius is cackling and putting chilli powder in your cake. <laughs> Curse of every so often Asmodeus just shows up and fucks with you. <laughs> I like the implication that Curse is not a magical thing, it's just that every so often, like, some guy shows up and screws you over. Um, I mean, that is how... Curses work in some mythologies. It's yeah. just by some guy, you mean like a witch is familiar. Yeah, like, you know. A, a tiny shit demon. Fighter, fighters can cast Curse of Punched in the Face. What even is magic? <laughs> uh, my, okay, so this is minor curses, not is a fighter going to punch you? Um, noises. Right, minor curses. Um, curse of Spoonerism. Hmm. Curse of can't say words beginning with the letter F. Curse of can't use the letter E. Every day your character loses access to another letter. But because it's a minor curse, you get the other one back at the end of the day. You just don't know which one it's going to be. I also... I do like the idea of a curse that's minor for the character but major for the player. Uh, you have a minus one to attack rolls, and every time you roll to attack, I punch Jeff in the face. Or meta curses. Yeah, meta curses. Um, I guess it does say ruin my player's day, not ruin yeah. the character's day. Yeah, meta curse of like every so often a GM will put an ice cube down your back. Meta curse of you always have to pay for pizza. Hmm. <laughs> I like these better curse you have to give the GM twenty quid. <laughs> Just... Yeah, you failed your will save and now you have to do the GM's washing up. Meta curse of the place you play it only has that one pop you don't like. <laughs> I like okay, so I like the idea of meta curses or is there more commonly known being an asshole? <laughs> No, you don't understand. I'm not just being a dick. It's all part of my campaign. I made a Roman curse tablet and everything. <laughs> it's made of real lead. Don't yeah. touch it. If you make a real curse tablet out of lead, you're legally allowed to do anything. That's another facet of British law. Curse of lead poisoning. Uh, that none of you know enough to refute me. Yeah, curse of lead. Curse of I just gave you a lead tablet. <laughs> I feel like we're going on beyond minor curses. Curse of I filled the room with uranium. <laughs> I mean, it depends how much uranium, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Curse yeah, of I, mean... I inscribed your your character sheet on this lead tablet, so now you can't avoid it. Yeah, I think what we're going with here is less minor curses, more using curses, just like. A get out of jail free card, like curse of I stole your bank details, <laughs> curse of I'm committing massive tax tax fraud, curse of vehicular manslaughter. 
You see, Your Honor, it was actually just a curse of murder. <laughs> using my enchanted... It was a curse. <laughs> yeah, le yeah, legal loophole. If you say, oh, it was a curse, then you can actually do anything you like and there's nothing anyone can do to stop you. I mean, they did repeal the law against witchcraft, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, you know... So, so they can't touch you if you do a curse. Yeah, using my enchanted keyboard, I have um, committed the curse of massive identity theft. <laughs> using my magical... Using my magical burner phone, I committed a curse of hired killer. <laughs> I cast summon Hitman. <laughs> The best part is these are all minor curses, thanks to the question. <laughs> all of these are good and ethical. Um, we should get back to non-meta curses, I think. Uh, so yeah, standard curses. Um, you're now playing GURPS. I think that one's still a meta curse. Yeah, probably. You just want, you just had to dunk on GURPS. Mm. Like, each player is cursed so they're playing a different game. And this is more cursed on GM because they've got to, like, get them, like, combine the games. Um, the thing is, I think a lot of minor curses are covered by um, either wild magic stuff or cursed items. Yeah. I think while I think wild magic um is interesting because curse of like you just pick a wild magic thing and use it. Even if you're not doing magic actually works quite well. Yeah, like curse of your blue now. Mm. Curse of your levitating. I mean one of the wild magic effects is literally alopecia. Mm. Essentially. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, so there we go. That's the actual question answer is use the wild magic table. The non-actual answer is hire a hitman, apparently. <laughs> Every time you get a natural one, I hire the mafia to shoot you. Hire the mafia is the word used there. Yeah. You hire the entire mafia. Ah, da, 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 da. So that, that was a podcast episode. Yeah, um, I feel this is the one that's most likely to get us prosecuted <laughs> on, for a number of reasons. So it's that's fine. That's going to be interesting. But Curse while we wait. Prison. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the only way to loophole the. Uh, I actually used a curse of your honor is just, just go, okay, well, I give you a curse of go to jail. Uh, curses are like Uno reverse cards. Mm -hmm. Uno reverse cards. If you've somehow not sick of us, we have a Patreon. While you wait for us to get sent to jail. <laughs> um, pay our legal bills. <laughs> um, if you go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas, you can get access to bonus episodes and homebrew and mini RPGs. Mm. If can, sorry, we can promise you won't be cursed. I make no such promises. Um, so some of them are pretty cursed. If you have a question, you can message us 
on Tumblr at Probably Bad RPG Ideas or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to have a probably, have a probably bad, bad day. Bad day. <laughs>